Hello and welcome back to the MMA Judgment. I'm Jay. I'm Kieran. On today's edition, we're going to talk about UFC 254. Um, we're going to talk about the latest MMA news. And then at the end, uh, we're going to go over our top five goats. So let's get right into it. UFC 254 and what a card it was. Yeah, it was a crazy one. Absolutely. Definitely. <laughs> worth, worth the admission price, let's say. Definitely, I'd say. Yeah, best tw- 20 quid I've spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow, yeah. I mean, what a night of fighting. Um, and nice for us in the UK, being able to not stay up till six in the morning to watch it for once. Yeah, not be like a zombie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it makes a change. It was a nice, nice change of pace, to be fair, but... I say let, let's get right into it. So we're only going to cover the main card because um, as many of you will already know with what happened at the end of the night, which we'll obviously go over later, um, we wanted to get this out as soon as possible. So because I was working, I haven't had the chance to see any of the prelims um, yeah. with the exception of a tie to Vasa and a Stefan Struve, but didn't really want to go over that being the only prelim fight on, on the episode. So we're just going to do the main card um, today. So... The first fight on the main card was a light heavyweight by uh, bout, rather not a bite. Um, Magomed Ankalaev and Ion Kutalaba. So obviously this was a, a rematch, which I was unaware of actually coming into the fight. In all honesty, yeah. it was only with the when he was showing the build up. But um, obviously this is being remade with the controversy surrounding the first fight, where Kutalaba's done a, his best Anderson Silva impression, really, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think um, what it was is Kutalaba actually wanted the rematch, um, which is understandable. I mean, he said he went out, so when you look at it, you know, he didn't look phased as soon as the referee stopped. He went, no, like, like waiting, basically. Um, so, but uh, to, to me, it's like, I went with uh, Ankalaev, because I, I just thought, based off what he's done last time, he was going to do again. And this time he delivered, like, yeah, crazy massively. Delivered. I think with the first fight, I think Kutalabas, it, it's it's a saying in football, don't give the referee a decision to make, you know, when it comes to like penalties and stuff yeah. like that. And he's done that in the first fight. He's made the referee make a decision based on his antics, what he was doing. So yeah. the, ref, the referee's in there to protect the fighters. If he thinks you're getting hurt, even if you're taking the piss, he's going to stop the fight. You don't want to put the referee in that position. Yeah, no, so I mean, the whole... You can't blame the referee for that stoppage in that first fight. Um, and... But, I mean, like you say, this time, Magomed, he's delivered massively. Um, it was an absolutely brilliant performance. He's, yeah. he's cleaned his clock. <laughs> <laughs> really, Annie. He? He, he was all over him. Um, so, I mean, some of the shots he was, he was catching him with towards the end when he did finish it was, was fantastic. Uh, that, um, that one, too, that he's actually landed to finish it, to put him down, was just on point. Like, that right and then the left. He was landing that left all the time. And that's a dangerous left hand. Um, 
I think at, at first, like when he went down, the ref was a bit hesitant because of the last fight. So he's like yeah. played out a bit, and that's where he's got a few extra shots in. Um, but you've seen he kind of like flopped anyway. Yeah. So. But to be fair, we pointed that out like, watching it last night, didn't we? That like when he went when he hit the floor, he looked like he was out, but then yeah. he covered up straight away. So he obviously wasn't. And it, I think that was actually good refereeing in in that fight because he could have stopped it when he's hit the floor. Yeah. But he's he's reacted quick and seeing that Kutalaba's reacted quick and you know obviously then Magomed's gone on to to knock him clean out. Yeah. But it, it was it was good referee and it was it was very very alert. It was very uh, very very good referee and so can't can't knock it. But yeah, very good performance by Magomed and a rightly performance of the night. Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving onwards to the women's flyweight division, Lauren Murphy and Lilia Shahirova, who I'm still not convinced was actually a woman. <laughs> oh, she's like, got eyebrows like me, so it's you know. <laughs> like I said, she looked like the lead singer of Journey. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that being said, she was very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? She, I don't know. She was. I don't. Murphy was just a, the very well, more well-rounded fighter. Um, Shahirova was like throwing she was throwing like big hits at nothing when you could clearly tell they weren't going to land it was it was a really sloppy performance from her actually I've never seen her before but based on that I mean I'd be surprised if she gets that sort of you know level of opponent again I think she needs to work on her game a lot because as I say she was very sloppy in that fight I thought yeah I mean I, I think this was a, a first fight coming into UFC and she gets like the number five ranked opponent in the division so it's like she's had a really lucky break there but she just hasn't given the performance that she she's needs to i mean no. I, I agree she did look um, quite wild coming into it like murphy was just patient taking her time and picking her shots but it's like that lily was just throwing out and hoping for the best that one will just land um, yeah and it didn't work against her. Murphy was the bigger fighter. She was the stronger fighter. Mm. Like you, you don't you don't go into a fight with someone bigger and stronger than you, hoping to catch them with something. You've got to be more, you know, you've got to be more calculated than that in a fight with yeah. someone bigger than you. And she just wasn't. Um, and Murphy, you know, done very well, taking her back, getting her rear naked. Yeah, especially with Murphy's experience. You know, she's not just going to start throwing down with you. You know, she's going to pick no. her shots and. If you're wrestling, she's going to wrestle back. You know, like she's, yeah. she is very well done. I was just going to say, yeah, she is. Um, and if a first win by submission, which actually the way she the way she got that rear naked surprised me, actually. Yeah. Um. So I mean, so in her interview in the octagon with with John Anika after it, she said the next time she fights, it is going to be for the title. So, do you agree? Do you think she is deserving of a title shot now? Um. Oh, she she definitely put on a performance for it. Um. And she's got a case to make. She's only ever beat like ranked opponents, um, and to be Shevchenko can probably do with the opponent anyway. Um, I know she's got a fight soon, but it's the next one. You know, if she needs it, and it will be a good fight. Yeah, I mean, I, I think she'll cause problems for most in the division. Whether she can, whether she actually gets to that sort of Shevchenko level, obviously remains to be seen, but. If Shevchenko comes out with the with the win in the next fight, I think Murphy's a good option for for the next challenger. I believe so too, definitely. 
Um, so on to the middleweights, and it was uh, Phil Hawes making, I suppose you can call it his official UFC debut against yeah. uh, Jacob Malkoon. Obviously, Phil Hawes, he was a, uh, you know, he was on Dana White's contender series, uh, yeah. got a couple of wins there, um, and he, well, made quick work of Malkoon. What was it, 18 seconds? It's yeah. Very quick work, um, scary hands, so you can say. Uh, I know uh, Malkoon's meant to have a really good skill set and he just weren't able to uh, showcase it. Um, Phil Hawes just literally just beat him to it. Yeah. That, that was it. And if, if a man possesses that kind of power, then he's, especially in, in, a, in a division like middleweight, he's going to cause problems. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, middle middleweight's looking like a strong division at the minute, um, which obviously we'll get to shortly, but it's looking like a very good division. But if he can... You know if he can string a few wins together with power that like that that he's shown last night, he's he's definitely I say he's gonna be in the mix sooner rather than later. Yeah, yeah, um, and I mean he, he didn't get it either, so we could see him again very soon. Um and I'd I'd like that. I mean it, it it's good it's good when you see like a quick fight, but it's not good because you don't get to see what the fight is like exactly. But It'd be good to see him again, and hopefully for a bit longer, so we can see more of his skill set as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you don't really get a chance to see what he's like as a fighter. You need to see these people getting tested, because when you get up to, you know, you're not necessarily at Adesanya level yet. Obviously, he's not there yet. But yeah. when you do start making your way towards your Adesanya level, your your Whitaker level, your Cannonier level, um, mm. you've 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 got to see how they are getting tested because. These fighters have got, you know, all due respect to Jacob Malkoon, uh, a Robert Whittaker or a Cannonier and an Adesanya have got better fight IQs than than a Jacob Malkoon. Yeah. So it's not going to be as easy as going in and knocking them out. No, you've um, got to be more well-rounded, you know, and you can't just be yeah. rushing in and stuff because, you know, fighters in the top 10, they'll, they'll see that, you know. Yeah. But I say, what a performance. I mean, I'd be really interested to see him again. And hopefully, with like you say, didn't take any damage. So hopefully, he can get back in there very soon. Yeah. Um. So moving on to uh, the heavyweights, the only heavyweight fight of the night, um, Alexander Volkov and Walt Harris. Mm. Um. Now I think we were both kind of rooting for Walt Harris a bit going yeah. into the fight. Yeah, we were. Um. <laughs> and I thought it, I, I thought it was quite an even fight actually. Um. For a lot of it, I think the first round was was quite close. Um, I think probably I, I'd probably give it to Volkov, yeah. Uh, but it, it was a, it, I think it was a fairly close fight uh, going into the second. But you know, you called it. In fairness to you, uh, you know, Volkov needed to utilize them the body kicks a little bit. Yeah, and and that's what brought him the the, the, the win. Yeah, well, I mean, Harris coming a lot leaner, didn't he? And I think he had an issue with his his gas tank in his past fights, and he. Um, Certainly done a lot better this time round. You know, got to the second round. You know, we've seen some more of them, um, but it's just unfortunately he's been left open for that kick up the middle, um, and it was a great kick. And as soon as you see your opponent like just keel over, essentially it's like you're gonna get rushed. Like you either got yeah. time recover if you can, or just you. You know what it actually reminded me of was um, the Overeem Brock fight. You yeah, know, Overeem. Over him, caught him with the kick, and Broch looked like he was okay for a split second. Yeah, and then and then went down, and, and it was the same with Harris last night. You thought he was going to be all right, and then he was like, "Nope, no, nope, that's it, I'm done." 
I think a lot of people thought it was like like a low, low blow. Yeah, yeah so but I did myself. I think. Yeah. I think you did as well, and even the commentators were a bit were a bit unsure. Mm. Um, but then obviously the replay showed it was just really perfectly timed. Yeah, really perfectly timed, perfectly placed, toe right at the middle. Sometimes you know come back from them body blows. No, so with with that win, then I mean you know Walt Harris is no no easy fight. Mm. Um, how, how far away do you think Volkov is from a title shot? Um, I mean, when he, he was not, not essentially calling out, but he's saying like the next fight, like he wants, you know, maybe someone like Overeem or something like that. Or Rosenstreich, uh, didn't he? Or, yeah, tried to. <laughs> tried to. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Rosenstreich. Um, and I mean, why not? Is he, where, where, where's he ranked in, in the division? Like seven, was he? Something like that, yeah. Obviously, yeah. a win over Harris is going to push him up a little. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you say, why not? Um, it just depends on what the division's really looking like at the minute. Um, I mean, it, it is a bit, bit crazy at the minute. You've obviously got Ngannou waiting for the Stipe fight, and then you've got uh, Blades fighting, um, I think, Lewis. Yeah. You know, so Overeem and Rosenstreich are available but it's whether they'd want to make the rematch with Overeem and Rosenstreich as well yeah um, so at well as of before the fight anyway uh, Volkov was 7th in the rankings like you yeah. say Harris was 10th um, obviously the rankings I think get updated on Tuesday is it I think so on Monday or Tuesday um, it is so I mean he might go he might only move up one place I mean he's he's below Dos Santos at the minute Mm. Um, I think he probably goes above Dos Santos, but then he's got Overeem, Derek Lewis, Rosenstreich, Blades, and then Garnier above him. So I think he's still got. He was right in calling out some of the people he's he's called out there. I think he does need a win over a Overeem or a Rosenstreich or something like that. Yeah. To really to really be seen as a contender, but I'd say Walt Harris. I think I think he's better than his his ranking puts him at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. I think obviously with what happened with his stepdaughter and stuff like that has obviously thrown him a lot. Um. I think he's kind of come back rejuvenated a bit. Um. You know, the loss yesterday that was just one of them. I think it was just one of them shots. Um. It got it got through his guard, if you like. Yeah. Um, it, it can happen to anybody. It's not. I don't think there's anything really he could have done much better to avoid that. Um. It was just really well placed from from Volkov. Um, and it could it could have easily happened the other way around. So, yeah, yeah. I think I, I, there's nothing real. I don't think there's any real negatives for you know for Harris to take away from that fight, other than the fact that he's lost. Um, yeah, his overall performance was still was still pretty good in in my in my opinion. Yeah, I mean he, he was able able to hang with Volkov and now um, get to to round number two. But yeah, I mean with Volkov. Why not? I mean, I'd like to see him a more overeem fight. I think that'd be yeah. a good fight. Um, but as I say, there's, that division's even crazy now. So it's, I guess, what the UFC wants to do. What, what is more appealing to Damon, I guess. Yeah, well, obviously, you know, you throw John Jones in the mix as well, and mm. the, the division's kind of wide open, really. Yeah, so yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting to see what plays out in heavyweight, but it's, uh, it's looking exciting again. Mm, yeah, um, right. which, which is which is good. Uh, so on to our, our co-main event. So back to the middleweights, uh, and as we mentioned before, Robert Whitaker and uh, Jared Cannonier. Yeah, um, very good fight. Uh, 
we were saying where we it was like the end the end of the round you know kind of nearly started yeah, actually letting fair, loose yeah we yeah, started letting loose and it's like you were saying where was that near the start yeah like, although he was having success with the leg kicks like he needed to mix that in because he threw nine nine shots was it nine head shots yeah and he, he could have been close to putting with Carouse. I mean that's what I mean we said it didn't we like yeah. you know if he's rocked him with nine and could have got the finish with nine headshots imagine what he could have done with 15 or 20 mm. um, he was too focused on on the leg kicks I understand it obviously Whitaker's a, a very active fighter he's very he's very mobile so I, I understand that but you know it got to the even in going into sort of midway through the second round you could see yeah his leg was obviously probably sore but it wasn't having an effect on his game so you've got to know when to go away from that and Cannonier come away from it too late um yeah you could you could only really argue that Cannonier may have won that third round mm. um but even that I, I still think is a it, it was a 29 28 all across the board but it, I think it, it's it could have actually it could have been a 30 27 um yeah. you know Whitaker was still quite was still good in the third um but obviously I'd say maybe yeah it was it was a difficult one that third round but I mean Whitaker was clear the first two so the, the fight was over as soon as soon as it went to a decision you knew who'd won straight yeah. away and it was yeah, a shame yeah. because you know we everyone knows what what Cannonier is capable of um I haven't had the chance to see him properly like I did last night yeah I've obviously seen sort of replays and highlights of him and stuff like that so you know what he's capable of and he just didn't bring it until the end yeah, I mean, I, I was shocked to hear that he'd been a heavyweight, and no light heavyweight. Like yeah. that's just crazy. You know, he's down at middleweight. You know, but um, I mean, with Whisker, like, really looked good. His jab was sharp. That one-two that he was throwing, you know, he was catching that most of the night. Yeah, I think. He I mean, really... he looked better in that fight than he did than he did against Till. Yeah, and it, it, I mean, even though a lot of people might, might not want to see. The rematch with that um, Adesanya, I mean, Whiskers they've changed a lot since that fight. He's he's developed a lot more, and like they were saying, um, like the commentary was saying, he's only twenty nine. Yeah. So he's he's still got a, a long career ahead of him, you know. So he's he's, he's still going to get another shot at the title. So, yeah, mean, absolutely. But like Dana said, right now that's realistically in the middleweight division. That's the only fight that makes sense. Um, I think. I think that really was an eliminator. I think the winner of that was getting the title shot. Um, yeah. So while I would have liked to have seen Cannonier and Adesanya, he with it again. So yeah, you can't like, it, deny him. It's going to be a, no, exactly. It's it's going to be a good match again. It's going to be a good fight. Um, you know, it's whether with has learnt enough and improved enough to take Adesanya down, which is not going to be. It's, it's going to it's it's a tough ask, but yeah, you never know. I know. Well, I mean, I'd like to see it again. Like, like say, why not? He's he's earned it. That that was the fight. Even Adesanya said after the Costa fight, whoever wins, but he wanted Cannonier to win. Yeah, but I, I think I, I, again, I think I probably wanted Cannonier to win simply for the fact that it would have been a fresh fight. But I didn't really have a. I, I weren't too fussed either way who won. I yeah. just wanted the best fighter to win, and the best fighter won. And now, right now, Robert Whitaker and Israel Adesanya are clear as the two best fighters in middleweight. Yeah. So, yeah, we've seen it before. 
doesn't mean it's not going to be a good fight. Look, we've just had a, a, a steep A DC trilogy. You know, look at back in the day, some of the second fights you've had. Uh, you know, you had two Le- Mia Lesnar fights. You had, you know, Katol Liddell, Ortiz Liddell. You know, it's yeah. going back to a fight isn't an issue. It's not a problem. And at the end of the day, this is it's MMA. Like anything can happen. Even though Adesanya's on like this crazy run and he's in his elements, I mean it's MMA at the end of the day, and it's it's unpredictable to be honest with you. Like anything can happen. So yeah, it was a really good, really good performance from Whitaker. Very good win. And he looks like he's rightly in line for the title shot, so we'll all look forward to that. It's always yeah. good to see. It's always good to see Izzy fight, and always good to see this new and improved Whitaker fight. So look forward mm-hmm. to it. Yeah. So now we move on to the main event of the evening. The moment UFC fans around the world will watch it. We're watching and waiting for. Yeah. Um, the Eagle Khabib Nurmagomedov against Justin Gaethje. Um yes. And Ooh, uh, yeah. well, wow. Is what yeah. I'm gonna say first. Yeah, I mean, wow, to the fact that he he was standing up with him. I mean, I, I think that probably shocked a lot of people. Um, as I know, there was a lot of people that were rooting for Gaethje, but uh, the fact that he stood up with him, you know, Gaethje was doing well with the leg kicks. But mm. you know what I've noticed about Khabib over the last sort of few years or so, what he's very good at, right, is he's very good at letting his opponents hit him with their best shots. Yeah. And then let them realise, shit, I can't beat him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what happened last night. Gaethje caught him with a very good, some very, very good shots that people can't handle. Tony Ferguson couldn't handle them. Yeah. Khabib ate them and then went, okay, carried on moving forward. Yeah, like, I mean... The man is an animal. He's a machine. He's, he's it's... just... I don't know the the pressure he, he puts on you. It's like, like no no, literally no one could stop that pressure. I've never seen Gaethje that tired three and a half minutes into the first round. Yeah, it's because like you mean, big massive deep breath while Khabib's still closing down. Yeah, it's like you know what is Khabib is like the equivalent to like on like Resident Evil games when you've got like that big tyrant or nemesis running after you and you shoot it with a bazooka. And then it just carries on walking yeah, forward. That is Khabib. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, there's just the man is just absolutely phenomenal. I mean, DC made the point of um, Gage needs to use his movements. It's something that he does well. I mean, he definitely moved. It's just when, when I guess how he planned to move, he weren't expecting to go back a lot. Yeah. Because um, I mean, I guess that's usually been the other way with him. His opponents are going back from him. Avoiding the shots, but oh, like the finish was absolutely beautiful. Like, the finish was next level. I mean, the transition from taking him down, like getting us back, and it was just everything about it was perfect. It was just so, so elusive. Like I, I seen something as well where um, his first fight that he had, he'd won exactly the same way that mounted triangle. Coming oh, back, right. and I think he actually put the person to sleep. So he's like, he won with the way he started in his last mm. fight. Yeah, you know, whether he the was one thing obviously, that, I don't know, but it's just that's another good thing to add to it. You know what? It wouldn't surprise me if he did actually plan it. Like <laughs> he's that good. Um, yeah, I think he could. Fin- he could. He can finish fights whenever he wants. 
Um, you know, there was there was that thing I made a bit of a joke of on on Twitter, Dominic Cruz, uh, the video, yeah, saying, yeah. "Oh yeah, it's this easy to get up from." It's it's not Dominic. There's a reason he's now 29 and all, and nobody can stop him. He's never been troubled in his career. Yeah, really. I think um, um, I think a lot of people like when they go in with them, they think they'll be able to get back up, or and they just they don't realize like like watching it, it it's different, but like. Being in there with him is going to be completely different as well. Yeah, his pressure. It's, it's like me. It's like me years. going. It's like me going. Ah, oh, yeah. Right. So I'm gonna. All you got to do when you're fighting DC is you just got to hit them hard on the chin. It's like, well, yeah, it's easy saying that. Yeah. But get in there and do it. It's like. Yeah, yeah. It's just. It's. It's not. It's. <laughs> there's nothing about Khabib the way he fights is simple, and oh. a, he's he's next level. Um, the one thing obviously I do want to point out, uh, and we were both. In the same mind, it was how bad the referee was for the finish. Terrible, like absolutely terrible. It took what, what? Well, I'd say it took four taps till the referee stopped. But it took Gaethje going to sleep for the referee to stop yeah. it. I mean, he tapped like four times. I mean, you can see it. I mean, you were saying before about referees having to look after the fighters, but like this Even time, it's like yeah, the opposite. It's like, you need to be on point when it comes yeah. to stuff like that. Like, oh, yeah. Terrible. can see tapping. If we can see it tapping, you know, it's like, why can't you? And he tapped like right four next times to in different places as well so yeah. the ref could see. But he was right next to them. There's there's no reason for that referee to be missing them taps. I mean, he was next to them. Like, yeah. It, Justin didn't need to go to sleep. Thankfully, he was, he was up straight, pretty much straight away. Yeah. Uh, so obviously no lasting damage, but it didn't need to get to that point, and that's that's the referee's fault. Yeah. Um, and you can't even say his positioning was a bit off or anything like that. His positioning was perfect. He just hasn't seen it for some reason. Yeah. And that's, that it was terrible. But I mean, you know, we could we could go on all day waxing lyrical about Khabib. Um, we could. I, I think we could probably do a whole weeks worth of episodes just talking about how good Khabib is I mean he's just he's next level obviously people were saying um, about how he looked in the weigh-ins and stuff like that yeah. and how he looked relieved that he made weight and obviously then you'll get the conspiracy theorists coming out yeah uh, yeah not, not going to go into that because it's just not worth our time or effort but mm-hmm. I, I understand where people were coming from in, in the whole him looking relieved that he made weight he did look a bit lethargic in, in the weigh-ins and stuff like that uh, to the point where even like people I work with um, were saying that they thought Gaethje was going to win. And, and right. I said, you know, Khabib mightn't be 100%, but his fight IQ is, is beyond anybody's, certainly in his division. Yeah. And, you know, there's probably not many fighters on the planet with a better fight IQ than Khabib. He's one of them fighters who will be able to, even if he weren't 100%, he knows how to change his game to make sure that he's still dominant and but I mean, when he got into the when the fight started, it was the same old Khabib as we were used to. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, like him not being a hundred percent, he literally wasn't. I mean, didn't Dana say he broke his foot three weeks before the fight? Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I, I I did notice the strapping on two of his toes; they were taped together. But I didn't think anything of it, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But I mean, even you know, kind of makes the performance even better, doesn't it? And it it just shows like how much of a fighter he is. He's Broke his foot and he's or his toes, whichever, but he's decides to still go through it 
and fight. So Gaethje had the opportunity. I mean, yeah. and I mean, we need to obviously talk about the ending. The like, it's going to be like one of the most memorable post-fight moments ever. Well, basically, um, yeah, it's nothing. I don't think anybody's seen it coming. Um, so obviously. We probably don't have to say this because the whole MMA world will already know about this. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> Khabib did announce his retirement uh, post-fight. Um, yeah. Now, I, I don't think this is one of them bullshit MMA retirements. I think this is a legitimate retirement. You know, he said he doesn't want to go in there without his dad. I can't do it without my dad, basically. And yeah. He, he's promised his mum that he's not, that the Gaethje fight was going to be his last fight. So I think he'll be like I said to you last night, unless your name's Conor McGregor, Khabib's a very respectful man. He's a man of his word. Yeah. And especially to his mum, he's not going to go back on that. So, I genuinely do believe it is the last the last time we will see Khabib play. Yeah, I mean, well, it's got to be difficult. I mean, for like 10 years, he's a trainer with his dad. His, his trainer who was with was always talking about his, his father's plan, you know, in terms of how he fights. So, it's like, well... If I fight again, what would my father's plan be? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, there was a, a lot of emotion behind it. I mean, yeah. He, even though he looked like he, he was handling it well, that all that had bottled up. And then once he got the finish, like, he just let it out then. I mean, yeah. very well, emotional. Yeah, I mean, to, the to best. Be honest, I, I felt myself going a bit, you know, because it, yeah. it, it was emotional. He's, he's been through a lot. Um, his interview itself was just. Respectful. I mean, he said he'd he's retiring. He took his gloves off, but even how he spoke to Gage, he's like, you know, I know a lot says, about you. I know, yeah. I know what you're about, kind of thing. Stay um, with your parents, you know, because you never know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, yeah, like it's just it's just respect all around, in and out of the octagon. I mean, okay, that's what he's always been about, and you know, even with McGregor, it he wasn't really. Obviously, yeah, he called McGregor out, but I mean, he didn't. He wasn't even. He wasn't really disrespectful in it. He just said it was an easy fight, to be true. But um, I mean, he's never been disrespectful of anybody, and the only reason he was disrespectful with McGregor is because he was disrespectful first. Yeah, his home country and stuff like that. I mean, they're very close personal things to Khabib, and he's not. He's not a man to sort of to let stuff like that to let it go and I, I don't that's even brought up fair enough and like I said though unless your name is Conor McGregor then Khabib had the utmost respect for whoever he fought yeah. and it showed and it, it always showed after the fights you know with the Dustin fight when he beat Dustin Chair said he was going to auction it off for, for Dustin's charity mm-hmm. you know with Gagey giving him a lot of credit after it said you know when he helped him six years ago cutting weight yeah so you know, Gaethje again. He's he's a he's a respectful guy himself, um, and you you're seeing that. But it's just it's just gonna look not to be not to be. Yeah, I know it's gonna be mad. Um, not seeing him again, it's just it is gonna be mad, and I think it, it's the way he's done it as well. Because I think a lot of people would have thought he'd gone to thirty, you know. Mean and then possibly retired, maybe at his fight against Ferguson or something like that. But well, there was talk of GSP, wasn't he? Yeah, there was talks um, of GSP, and I think even after, I think GSP spoke to 
Hawani, I think, and he said I wouldn't ever ask him to come out of retirement because that's just yeah. disrespectful. Um, so I mean, it, it's it's been on his own terms. You know what I mean? He's he's went out, he's fought he's given that opportunity, and then he's retired because he doesn't want to do it anymore. I mean, if he had his dad around, he, he would, but yeah. for that reason, he doesn't want to, and it's understandable. You can't make the man come back if he doesn't want to. No. And you can't knock him for his for his reasoning behind it either. It's not like he's saying, I'm on top, I want to stay on top. He's saying, I can't do this without my dad. So yeah. I understand that. Um and you know, thankfully he goes out the way he wants on top as the pound for pound pound for pound king. Yeah, I mean a lot of people after the fight were saying like now like they consider him the ghost, but I mean, to even like his record, like he speaks for for himself. Like he was the goat anyway. It it's only just after this fight, like that, you, you'll never get another fighter like him again. You know, no. to to have a record that long unbeaten. I mean, I think DC was saying, yeah, you might have to start your career, go zero and one, and then go unbeaten. Yeah, but it's unheard of to go completely unbeaten in your full MMA career. And yeah, in MMA especially. Yeah. I mean, you see, don't get wrong, there's been someone beating runs in like boxing and stuff like that. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather, Joe Calzaghe. Yeah. So it's not as uncommon, it, but it's so uncommon in, in MMA. Yeah. Um, and, you know, people, like you said, you might go 0 and 1 and then go on a, a 15, 16, 17 fight win streak. Or, you know, they might start off with a with a 15 fight win streak and then lose a few. It yeah. just, but it doesn't. What Khabib has done doesn't happen in MMA, no. and that's that's what at the minute sets him aside. Um, obviously, we'd be looking at Jones in that category as well. Yeah, you know, DQ. But I mean, taking off and away from Khabib, I've, I've never. No, I was looking at the comments on on UFC on Facebook yesterday after they announced his retirement. Yeah, and you get, obviously, most people were, were were being respectful and saying like how good it's been to watch him and stuff like that. And then you get that one Divi going. The most boring fighter ever, and yeah. I just I just thought well, you haven't got a clue what you're talking about. But I thought I'd shut them down, and then I put you know about his record: twenty nine and out, uh, ten wins by decision, eleven by submission, yeah, and eight by knockout. Like you, with a twenty nine and out record, that can't be, that could not be more well rounded unless he had one more win or knockout. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's so it's so well rounded. It just shows how that he could have won a fight any way he wanted to. Yeah, I mean, he he literally, he literally dictated where the fight wanted to go. That was up to him. I mean, with that, what you've just been saying, you'll even get people saying uh, he's running away from McGregor. It's like, how was he running away from McGregor? He fought McGregor. He beat McGregor. Comfortably. Yeah. McGregor didn't trouble him. What what does Khabib gain from fighting Conor McGregor again? Absolutely nothing. It's and, all for Conor. If they fought again, it would be all for Conor's gain. Yeah, it's like, what, why why even do that? I mean, what uh, Conor posted something, and it was like, uh, like he was literally taking pride in it, and it was basically like a scumbag thing to do. Yeah, He was basically boasting about an uh, illegal knee, and it was like, why would you even take pride in that? I mean, it's an illegal move. It just shows how much of a scumbag you are to even do that you know what I mean it's like it's like well, why you know what I mean wouldn't, wouldn't expect anything less of him anymore 
Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, it's still, I don't know, it, it's it's a weird, it's just weird, like, going out with Khabib going out on top. I mean, it's just, for not, he, he deserves to go out on top. Um, and we're going to obviously miss miss watching him fight, but yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad we've got to see as much of him as we have done. He's shown that there's nobody close to him in the division. Yeah, and he's shown that he is arguably the goat, um, which obviously we will talk about in in a bit more detail a little later on. But he's certainly in the discussion. Yeah, and I mean, like Dana says, we were lucky to even see him fight. But Last like, night, yeah, yeah. yeah, but like, he's been that set on giving Gaethje the chance and giving the fans that fight. That yeah. he's done it. You know what I mean? Well, that's it. I mean, Gaethje is very deserving of the chances. He's beat somebody that everybody thought was going to be was the one to beat Khabib, and he dismantled him. Um, yeah. You know, he put on a performance against Ferguson, the likes of no one has ever seen. Yeah. Um And so, Gaethje deserved the shot to fight the best, to prove he's the best, and he's he's come up short. Not against Gaethje. Not he actually done wrong. It's just. That's how it works with Khabib. You don't actually have to have it. You can, you can put on the best fight of your life. But if Khabib goes, right, this is going to the floor now. you just got to go, okay. Yeah. And let it happen. There's, yeah. there's nothing you can do. <laughs> uh, you know, you said, Gaethje was saying he's not going to let him, he's not going to let Khabib get his back against the cage. It's like, it doesn't work like that, unfortunately. It's like, yeah. if he wants your back against the cage, your back's going against the cage. Yeah, it's just that I mean, simple. He dictates the fight. But it's, good. It's, um, you fight him and it's, a learning experience for any fighter that comes against them because you Absolutely. see like what what you need to improve on you know what I mean yeah so yeah um, so I mean going forward then obviously no more Khabib lightweight becomes wide open where where do you see them going next I've seen a few few people suggesting different things on, on Twitter and stuff like that but I mean we've certainly we've, we've got a wide open division all of a sudden yeah, I mean, the most common names that seem to be in it is McGregor, uh, Dustin Poirier, um, Michael Chandler, uh, who else is he? Um, I, me, myself, I'd put Charles Oliveira in there. I think he's deserving of a shot. Uh, i seen someone tweet, I can't even remember who it was, they were talking about, uh, like, would 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 fans be interested in like a, a eight man tournament? Um, and I think that would be well and good. But I think what in my like opinion, what will happen is the McGregor and Dustin fight falls through for whatever reason, which obviously brings McGregor out of it, and they'll have McGregor fight Chandler for the belt. That that's why I think. I mean, obviously you can still put Gaethje in the mix, you know. Ferguson and whatnot, but I think that's what's going to happen. They're not going to say to Chandler, "Well, you're a backup fighter for if something goes wrong with this," and then just completely not give him the next shot. Yeah, know what I mean. For me, I'd want to see. I don't want to see at the moment. I don't want to see McGregor involved. I don't. I don't think Dustin at the minute deserves to be involved as good as he is. Um, I think it should be Gaethje versus and then I think it looks like it looks like they want to put Chandler in the mix, which is fair enough if that's the way they want to go. Yeah. So for me I'd say Gaethje versus the winner of Chandler and Ferguson. 
mm. for the belt. Um, I think that's the way you go. As I say, I think Gaethje, it, it's hard to take Gaethje out of the mix right now. You can't yeah. really remove him from it. Um, and as I say, Connor has been completely inactive for, you know, well, since the Sedoni fight, that, I think. That, that's what it is. It's like, it, I think his last lightweight, lightweight fight was against Sedoni, which was like, what, 2018. Um, and he, he obviously won that one. Um, now with the... the Tyrone fight weren't even in lightweight. It was in welterweight. Yeah. His last lightweight fight was against Habib, which he lost in 2018. The last time he won in lightweight was against Alvarez in 2016. So he's one and one in the lightweight division. Uh, I mean, myself, I mean, I don't know how you even put him in the mix, but as we've always said, it, it's McGregor. It's like, for some reason, he's always going to be put in the mix. Like, the rules aren't from McGregor, do He's had more wins in welterweight than he has in lightweight. So yeah, but that that that's no. just my, my opinion. Other people might might you know go different and say, well, McGregor deserves a shot, but I just can't see any reason why he should deserve it. But nine times out of ten, he's going to be put in the mix with whatever they decide. Yeah, no, I I agree. I mean, as I say, for me, if they're intent on putting Chandler in the mix. Got Chandler Ferguson with the winner fighting Gaethje. Um Charles Oliveira, like you say, I think he's a he's an, he's going to get overlooked probably by the sounds of it. Um, yeah. Nobody seems to think he's in the mix for whatever reason. We'll never know. But whatever way they go, I mean, as I said, the division is is wide open now. I think we've got whoever gets the belt eventually. You've got a more beatable champ than you did have with Khabib. Yeah. So there's going to be I, I don't know. You just I've never gone into a Khabib fight in my life thinking that he was going to lose. Um, you just it doesn't happen. Yeah, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I don't know. We'll see how they how they do it. But there's a lot of options. An eight-man tournament, I think, would make sense in the long run. But then you've got to think, say, you know, say Chandler fights McGregor or something, and yeah. Chandler wins, but. Get medically not, you know, is medically not cleared for six months or longer. You know, it's just there's so many things that can happen. I think it needs yeah, to be. Yeah. A, I think you need to just make a make a title fight or have Gaethje fight the winner of a, of a particular fight. I think that's the only way you can do it. You don't want to prolong it too long. You don't want the yeah. division to be out without a champion for too long. I mean, as soon as you know Jones retired the belt, they got straight to with Reyes and Yan, uh, didn't he? So yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, the, the, Tain and UFC will probably have something in mind for it. Obviously, he he, went, he might have been expecting Khabib to retire, but he might not. It's it's whether Habib's fucked him, but... I think Dana's smart enough. He's probably always thinking of, of every outcome. So, even in even though in the press conference, he said he doesn't have any any plans. He doesn't know what he's doing. At oh the yeah, minute. he's got I something definitely him. going on in his head. Like he's he's too he's he's been in the game for too long to not expect. You know, he might yeah. not have been expecting Khabib to to retire, but you know, we could have been thinking he might have been medically uncleared for so many months or something. Yeah. So we need another interim or something. Like th- there would have been plans regardless. So yeah, I say I mean, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens with with lightweight, but. It's going to be interesting going forward. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Dane is a businessman. You know, he's always planning. So it's... Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. 
so yeah, we've we've lost one legend. That sounds like he's dead now, but yeah. um, <laughs> we're no longer going to see one legend in Khabib. We've already lost DC as a fighter this year, mm-hmm. and we we we're about to lose another one. Um, so yeah. looking ahead to next week's card. Uh, just want to give credit by the way, UFC putting a card out every single week, like during the pandemic. Yeah, it's it's been really good. They've... And some of the cards have been brilliant. Yeah, some of them have been really good. Like you, you've got to give them props to getting around the whole pandemic and being able to fight some for the fans. You know. Yeah, definitely. It's been great. Um, I know. Obviously, we will get to next week's card, but obviously, we did say we were going to try and sort of move away from UFC a little bit, but this was too big for us to not cover. Yeah, um, I mean. It's, uh, Everyone's going to be talking about it. Everyone is talking about it. So it's like... We wanted to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think for the next one, if we get a chance, um, we're going to hopefully do one's next card, um, which we did talk about before we started the recording today. Um, yeah. So one's one's next card is on Saturday, I think. Inside the Matrix or Inside something. the Matrix, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, you've got four title fights. So yeah. I mean, that's pretty unheard of for, for one card. It's it's only a six fight card, but four title fights. I mean, we've never watched one, but what what I want to what I want start with, <laughs> what I want to start with, yeah. What I want to want. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to get to that for the for the next episode. But um, yeah, as I say, moving on to to next week's UFC card. Um, as I say we're losing another legend, um, Uriah Hall and Anderson Silva. Yeah. Um, I was just looking there. It was uh, originally scheduled for 2016 and uh, Anderson had an issue so he, he couldn't fight so right. it, it's four years in the making um, like you said people were looking at Uriah Hall as the next Anderson yeah um, he, I think he went on a little little losing streak and I think people were like mm, no no it's not going to happen but, but he's mean, got a new team he's looking good um, yeah so it's going to be an close. interesting fight yeah Finally. <laughs> and like like they put in the uh, promo for it last night, you know, fight until your icons become your rivals. And, you know, what I think probably an honour for Uriah Hall to, to be Anderson's retirement fight. Yeah, I mean, well, considering the history with it, to being trying to make it for four years, you know, it's for the fight that's been in the making that long, why not make it Anderson's last fight? You know, that... I forgot that Anderson was about... I was he 45? Something like that, yeah. I mean, I forgot he was he was, he was was 45, so it's like... It's understandable that he's um, making it his last fight. But, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean he's, he's not been the same. Yeah, it's a shame, obviously. But you can get you can get why. I mean, obviously, he's never been the same since he broke his leg against Weidman. Oh, you, still always, you, you, can, you can even say the first defeat against Weidman. I mean... You can obviously, but I think he would have learned from that going into the second fight against Weidman, and then that freak accident happens yeah. where he is like wraps around Weidman's and snaps yeah. him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's obviously he's not been the same since then. His record since the two Weidman fights is actually pretty poor. Yeah, um, yeah. So since when you were there doing a promo, yeah, I mean since the two Weidman fights, he's won one fight. And that was against Derek Brunson. Yeah. He's lost the two to Wideman. He had a no contest with Nick Diaz. He lost to Bisping. He lost to DC. Then he beat Brunson. Lost to Izzy. And then 
lost the Cannoneer. So his record since then is shocking. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to say that about someone like Anderson, but you've got to look. I think for me, I'm looking at it like I'm glad he's retired in a way because I don't want his legacy to be ruined by continued losses after losses after losses. Yeah, I mean, you, you don't want to try and recapture them moments you had in the past that made you one of the biggest legends of the sport. I mean, yeah, I fight it if you feel up to it, but like with, with his, his losing streak, having so long of a losing streak, it's like it can diminish that. And it's like, like you, you just you don't want that to happen. You want people to still remember he's one one of the greatest, if not the greatest, middleweights ever, you know. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to see these greats losing like the way they are. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it, it's the right call on Anderson's part. And it should yeah. be a good fight against Uriah Hall. Um, as I say, it's still always fun to watch Anderson, even in defeat. Um, so looking forward to it. Should be a, a good fight. Should be entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's, I mean, there's a few good fights on the card. Um, for, you know, Cole Main is, is Bryce Mitchell, the undefeated Bryce Mitchell, or on on your internet, yeah. he's he's lost the fight. Yeah, but... I'm, I'm man, he's lost the fight somehow. <laughs> I haven't got a clue, but yeah, apparently he's lost yeah. the fight on man, but that's not the case. Well, I'm saying he's undefeated because that's what it says on my screen. <laughs> so, the undefeated Bryce Bryce Mitchell against Andre uh, Touchy Feely, which I'm, I'm still uh, really annoyed at his nickname. I don't like go away. Anyway, but <laughs> I mean, you know, um, Bryce Mitchell obviously seems a prospect, thirteen and all. Yeah. Um, or thirteen and one, whichever website you're looking at. Um, <laughs> yeah, before but, you're looking at. <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's uh, he obviously he's a prospect. He's he was on the Ultimate Fighter not so long ago. Um, you know, Touchy Feely. I'm just going to call him that from now on. Um, he's coming off a Sorry, win. Sorry, I just uh, kind of <laughs> laugh at that, please. Wow. <laughs> yeah, he's play. He's fair play. No, I, I don't mind. Uh, but yeah, no, he's coming off a win against uh, Charles Jordan. So mm. um, he'll obviously want to stay in the W column. With, um, when, um, when was that fight against Jordan? Because I know Jordan played for not long for it, didn't he? Um, it was in June. Oh, was it? Okay. That's so quite recent then. Yeah, I think, to be honest, I think with the pandemic and, like, Fight Island and, you know, with the not on Fight Island and in Las Vegas, it's, yeah. I think it's been easier for fighters to to fight more regularly because all you actually have to go is stick around, don't leave, stay in this bubble kind of thing. Yeah. And you can fight again. If if you're medically cleared, you can fight again in two weeks. Yeah, you know, yeah. Look, look at, look at uh, uh, Kimaev. You know, we fought... What, three times in three weeks was it? I think so. Yeah, something stupid like that. So <laughs> in different weight classes as well, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some going that like, but we'll obviously we'll get to him shortly. But yeah. um, it, it, I think it's easier in that respect for them to allow the fighters to fight sooner, which which is good. Um, but I think that that's got potential to be a good fight. And I mean, it, it's good because like, especially for like, prospects, you know where they're just coming up and that if they can fight more regularly they get the you know they get themselves noticed a lot more you know what I mean so yeah. it's good that they're able to do that as well yeah absolutely um, and then we've got middleweight fighter Kevin Holland and Mahmoud Muradov um, yeah. again Kevin Holland he's I think he's coming off a three win streak um, yeah. Anthony Hernandez Joaquin Buckley and Darren Stewart so 
again, should be a good fight. I don't really know much about Muradov, in all honesty. No, me neither. But uh, I mean, we might have seen him, but I can't recall. I mean, no. <laughs> but again, it's I, I don't mind that. I like I like seeing new fighters. Uh, it's it's why I want to see like when we dumped the Bellator episode. Yeah, I like that because the only one I'd really ever, the only two I'd ever really seen were Czech Congo and MVP. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know it'll be like that with one. I've never ever seen any fighter on that card, but it's me neither. It, that's what's going to make it. So you know, I said to you, there's no bias involved. There's no, there's no us playing favourites. It's just pure based on the fighting. And yeah, you know. We become fans of people because of that. Look, uh, you know, Kasanga and I, we'd never heard of him. We watched his fight. We became a fan. Yeah, um, I know. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be good to see see the one card, hopefully. Um, and, yeah, but like, as you say, with Muradov, it's, it's going to be, it's going to have that effect as well. So, I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Um, Definitely. So, what else have we got on uh, the Hall and Silver card? So, we've got Heavyweight Collision with Maurice Green and Greg Hardy. That, that should be a good fight. Heavyweight... Big power, um, yeah, that'd be a good fight. I mean, what I do think is Hardy coming coming off a win, isn't he? Um, right. Um, yeah, I will against the Castro. Um, yeah, actually, I remember that one. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting. Um, I was expect. I think that was one of the ones I was expecting the Castro to to you know kind of run over him a little bit. Yeah, I, I think that was the one where um, Hardy said he had heard something from DC from. Uh, the, the commentary yeah. was it? Yeah, I think capitalised on it. Um, but yeah, no, that that'll be a, a good fight. Um, I think um, someone to get knocked out. Not only because it's heavyweight, but yeah, someone um, to get knocked out. <laughs> yeah, Maurice Greeny's coming off a win against the uh, Jan Valente. So yeah, um, so they're both yeah, in the win column anyway. You know. Yeah, they're both they're both kind of on form if you'd like. So mm. it should be. Should be a good fight. They're both heavy hitters. Um, yeah. Obviously, the heavyweights. Everyone's a heavy hitter, but <laughs> should be a good fight. Um, and then rounding off the main card, you've got Bobby Green and Thiago Moises, I'm going to say. Yeah. Moises, Moises, whichever Thiago. one you prefer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so, again, should... I mean, I'm expecting that to be a good fight. Bobby Green is coming off a three-win streak. Mm. Um, yeah. Beat, beat Alan Patrick. Last time out, who, despite his name, is actually Brazilian, if I remember rightly. Yeah, that, um, that's right. It was, he made quite like, quick work of that one, didn't he? Uh, no, went to decision. Did it? I think there was a whole thing of Patrick just rushing out. I, mean, the, I think that's why I yeah. thought it ended so quick. Yeah, so um, Bobby Green, I remember him actually, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Thiago Moises, he's also coming off a win. So, again, two fighters in, in good form. Um be interesting to see how it plays out and it's also a lightweight bout so it's you know you know well, that's it. Every... pushing a name further up everyone's going to be wanting to fight in lightweight now and yeah I mean after after last night everyone's going to want to make a statement mm. everyone's going to want to impress so what better time to do it you know I know it's only a fight night but it'll have a lot of eyes on it because it's Anderson's last fight so yeah yeah um, there's no better time to make an impression especially with with no Khabib there now, so it should be a good card. Yeah, um, should be. I mean, and again, it'd be a shame to see Anderson duck out. But it, it, as we said, yeah, it's the right time. We don't want to see him, you know, get beat again. We, I mean, we don't know how the fight's going to play out, but it's 
be good to see him go out on a win. Yeah, I, I like Hall, but I, I, yeah, I would like to see Anderson go out on a win. But I mean, recent record sort of puts Hall as the favourite, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, should be a good card. Obviously, some some alright fights on the uh, prelims, but um, won't go into detail there for now. I've um, the apex as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Fight Island. I imagine they'll probably go back and do another stretch of Fight Island. Um, yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I can't see this thing ending anytime soon. I mean, I definitely see them going back to Fight Island for you know the, the third go rounds would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see them doing that. Like, I'd sure. like to hope all this go is going to be be over soon. You know. Bellator are already travelling about again, even yeah. if it's only with smaller crowds. Um, LFA, you know, they've had crowds as we as we know. Yeah. Um. So it's not like it's not like they can't go to places where there's where there's crowd. You know, even on um when we had when we had J for one last last time out. Or yeah. Time before rather. Um. <laughs> him saying about in in Dallas, the reason they're looking at there for Poirier and um McGregor is because. They've got the massive stadium where they can have fans in, so yeah, and they can space it out. Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they could even go down that route, but as I say, I think Dana, for obvious reasons, is just being very cautious about it. Yeah, I think the next time he returns, I would Abu Dhabi would probably be at the Etihad because they made a yeah. big, uh, big announcement about that, didn't they? So yeah, I think Dana said uh, January, February, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, for I think, but I think he was more on about getting fans back in by then um, which would be a nice way to start the, the new year in fairness yeah um, and hopefully, hopefully get a bit of normality back and um, I'm sure, sure the fans would like it as well being able to get back in there and enjoy you know it. what I think the one thing you can say about all of this sort of COVID stuff is I think it's going to make fans of every sport more appreciative when they go back yeah um, you know it's I'd, I'd be surprised I don't think you're going to get as much booing if a fight isn't as exciting as you'd maybe want it to. I don't think there'll be as much of that because they haven't been there for the gear. Um, yeah. And it's it's not only MMA, obviously. I think every sport you're going to get. I think the vibes from the fans are going to be so much better when they do eventually get back. Mm. Um, it's a shame. I mean, you know, it's a shame that all these organisations are, are losing out. And, you know, imagine if Gaethje and, and Khabib last night was in front of fans. Imagine the reactions. It'd be absolutely mental. The, the you know, imagine roaring and the, yeah. the the applause for. I mean, imagine, imagine everything. that that Joaquin Buckley. Imagine that knockout of Kasangani <sighs> in front of fans. You know, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and even for me, I mean, obviously it's not necessarily MMA, but going, you know, away very very shortly to like football. Liverpool, obviously, I'm a Liverpool fan, winning the league. That in front of not in front of fans would have been the great Special, best yeah. thing I've ever seen. Yeah. In, in, in football terms anyway so things like that I mean it's just it's been a shame for everyone obviously and there's, there's obviously more important things to worry about than fans being allowed into places at the minute but it will be nice for the fans to get back what what pisses me off about it as well and I'm going to go off on a bit of a tangent here <laughs> but what pisses me off right is like in our house everyone bar me because I'm, I'm not sad watches uh, that Strictly Come Dancing okay now, in there, they've mentioned that they've had socially distanced crowds in there. Now, why can they have a socially distanced crowd and 
the likes of football card, which is an open air an open air stadium, easier yeah. to easier to spread it out. A bigger you know, space, yeah. You know why can't UFC go back to the MGM and have and have a, and have a socially distanced crowd? It's it's a it's a what is it fifteen thousand seater venue. Yeah. It's very easy to socially distance in, in a venue like that. It's it makes no sense to me you, at you've all. You've got multiple entry points. You know you can spread people out. I mean, UFC's kind of got their own bubble anyway, in terms of probably like you bring in and stuff to be the judges and whatnot. Um, so it'd literally just be getting the, the crowds into their own bubbles or yeah, whatever you want and, to call and it. All the, and you know, all they have to do is say. Um, you know, have one one part of the venue leave now, then you just you just stagger yeah. the stagger the leaving times for people leaving and stuff like that. It's like it's manageable. Um, and again, I understand why you know some of the the bigger organisations and the more well known organisations don't want to take that risk. I get it, but if it's manageable, do it. Like again with the football, you've got United's Grand Old Trafford. It's a seventy five thousand seater stadium. You, like how can you big. exactly how can you not socially distance in there? Yeah. yeah. Fill it to you know, <laughs> even if it's even if it's only a quarter full, I mean that's still you're talking about twenty thousand people. Yeah. It's easy to socially distance in a seventy five thousand seater stadium, you know. It's just it doesn't make a great deal of sense to me, but it is what it is. We've been seated to some fantastic fights. Um and I've got to no be honest, like, even though I've enjoyed like hearing like the impacts of punches and stuff and Everything it's like the fans play a big part, like especially for the fighters, they're, they're used to going into big crowds and you know, feeding yeah. off them sometimes. And, and even you know, someone like McGregor, I've said it before, he's not going to come back before the fans are allowed back, yeah. And I, I get it, and I understand it from him because he feeds off the crowd, he mm. loves the crowd, and I get that. Um, and obviously. But it's just stuff like that. I mean, it, it, it's it's a, it's bizarre for me. But as I say, well, hopefully the fans will be let back in sooner rather than later, yeah. and we can start getting a bit back to normal. But um, kind of went off topic a bit there, but just a little bit. It, but it, it was rel- It was still yeah. relevant in a way. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So the only real other piece of MMA news we've got um, recently is uh, Leon Edwards is back finally after. What feels like about seventeen years. Yeah, I mean, he, he what he gets taken out of the rankings. He had multiple chances to fight. Let's be honest. One, the boy literally called him out. He had, uh, you know, um, he, he he's had plenty of fights anyway, um, and he gets taken from the rankings, and then he gets the Kamaya fight, and then gets put back in. So you could. I don't know. I mean, what, what did he get taken out for? Inactivity, was it? And um, I just, I think it's mad because using what we said before about McGregor, I mean, his last fight in late week was against Habib in 2018, which he lost. And that's more inactivity than Edwards. And he still ranked fourth in that division. And maybe it was a, a tactic to get him to take a fight, but I mean, what 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 do you make of it? How it's all came about in that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do think it was a, a tactic to get him a fight. In all honesty, I think you know, as soon as he's made that fight, 
where Kimaev he's he's went back onto the rankings, mm. which was a bit odd to me. I don't know if it was a mistake that he was taken off, but you know we don't know what goes on behind the scenes. He could have been offered fight after fight and he's turned them all down. Yeah. And so Dave went, look, if you're not going to fight, then if you're unwilling to fight, maybe it's different. You know, Connor is probably again. We'll always I'll always say it, the rules don't apply to Connor. The rules are different for Connor. Yeah, he he calls his own shots because he brings that much money into the UFC. I get it in a way. I don't like it though. Um, yeah, but Leon Edwards as good as he is, he's not he's not Conor McGregor. So he's it's one of them. As I say, he could have been offered fight after fight. He could have been offered four or five fights, even during the pandemic, and he's turned them down. So Dana's called his bluff. Said, "Well, you know, you're not a ranked fighter anymore. Then yeah. you're not fighting. You're unwilling to fight. You're refusing to fight." Why should you be in the rankings? And then he's gone, hang on a minute. You know, I'll fight him then. And he's gone, okay, yeah. you're back in the rankings. I mean, why um, not? I mean, Kamayev was looking for the fight. He's been looking for one for ages, calling fighters out. Um, Edwards was looking for a fight, giving fighters, refused them. So it's like, well, this fella needs a fight. You're out of the rankings. Take him and we'll put you back in. And it's like, fine. You know what I mean? And to be fair, I mean, you know, I think it's a if if Edwards is back in the rankings now, it's a big risk for him. Um, I think you know, especially Kamaev. Yeah, he's put he's put some wins together recently. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, he's not. What was I think Edwards was ranked number three? Was he? Uh, I think fourth was he. I think because it was a Colby. A I think it was Masvidal, fairly. Um, and then I don't know if it was. A, um, yeah, I've got, someone, so I've got his yeah. and Edwards, I think. So he, he's he's third according third. to the rankings on the UFC website. Okay. So it goes: uh, Colby's first, yeah. Gilbert Burns second, and right, then Leon, yeah. uh, and then Masvidal. Right. Now, um, Kamaev is not even ranked. So if that is still the rankings, that's a huge risk for Leon Edwards. Yeah. Because if he loses to an unranked fighter, then he he shoots right down. And it's um, only going to be uh, like a big opportunity for Kamaev. I mean, it's going to yeah, put him in the ranks. Com- he, he would have beat the third-ranked opponent. Yeah. I mean... Again, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, conversely, while it's everything to lose for Edwards, it's everything to gain for Kamaev. So yeah. he'd be a fool to, to say no to this fight, but he doesn't come across like the type of person who would say no to a fight. I know, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's obviously... Say Dana's called his bluff, um, and it's going to be should be a good fight. Um, I probably do see Edwards coming out on top. In all honesty, but who knows? Um, you know, it, it's Kamai, Kamai could really arrive in that fight. It, it's mad because Kamai would probably go in the favourite as well. Like, like that, just based I, on I, recent activity. Yeah, recent activity. You know, uh, well he's performed. Um, plus, like. The fans are getting behind him and stuff as well. So it's like he literally has got everything to gain from this fight. Yeah. Where, whether he takes the third spot with beating the third like ranked opponent, uh, opponents, like whether that happens, you don't know. But it'll definitely put him in the top rankings. No, I think it'd be unfair on everyone else in the division if if Kamayev wins and goes straight to number three in the rankings because you know it'd be the first ranked opponent that he's beat I think um, I'm not entirely 100% on that but it would be the first big name he's beat certainly yeah 
for him to then just jump from nowhere to number three would be disrespectful to everybody else in the division who's worked to get to four and five and six and you know so on like that. Yeah. So I don't think it should happen like that. But he will definitely be ranked if he if he pulls out the win. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that's all all the MMA news for this week. Uh, besides sort of two five four, it's been a bit of a slow slow news week in the MMA world. Yeah, it has been um, been a bit quiet. I think all the attention has been on Habib returning. Obviously, now his retirement. So it's like, yeah. it's probably going, are you going to see for quite some time? Um, <laughs> Understandably so. Um, yeah. So with that being said, then um, we have seen a screenshot from a. Uh, from DC naming his, his top five goats, uh, which was a bit of a strange list. He left a couple of big names off, but apparently that was for sort of because they'd been banned for drugs. Uh, looking at you, John and Anderson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we we thought it would be a nice little way for us to to end the episode, especially with uh, Khabib announcing his retirement. Seemed like a fitting way to to end today. So we're going to do yeah. our top five goats as well. Um, so uh, we. we we haven't re- we haven't rehearsed this. We haven't put no. any thought in prior to this because we couldn't think of what to actually do for this little segment today. In all honesty, <laughs> so these are very genuine and uh, in the moment answers. But I think it's going to be good. So, Kieran, it was written number five for you. Okay, um, number five. Uh, hmm, um, okay, Amanda Nunes, um, and it's. Safety because she's like the most dominant female fighter there is. Um, yeah, it's, it's, she's just a great fighter. Yeah, I agree. I mean, um, my number five was was Amanda as well. To be was honest, it? okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> I thought you know we you can't. There's no way you can leave Amanda out. Um, you know the performances she's had in recent years. You know the way she dismantled Rondi. Um, I'm owning yeah, Rondi now. Yeah, you're going to say Rondi um, all the time. Like, <laughs> the, the way she the way she owned it. You know the performance against Cyborg was was next level, which nobody expected. Um, yeah. And like you say, she's the most uh, dominant female fighter probably ever. A performance so, over Holly Holm, she actually finished it with a yeah, kick, yeah. which is like Holmes, like thing. Yeah, thing basically. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Amanda is the only option when it comes to females. In all, in all fairness, I yeah. Think. But yeah, okay. So number four. Number four. Okay. Um, Mighty Mouse. Okay. Yeah. Um. Again, just dominant. He was just a, his style. Like he, he's the greatest flyweight ever. Um. Literally took down a whole division and basically left because of it. You know, it's like. Yeah, I'm trying not to get into any of the other fighters like to yeah. compare the two, but. It's yeah, mighty most for me at number four. Okay, um, for me at number four, um, I'm gonna go Anderson Silva. Now, Anderson, a few years ago would have been higher on this, um, and the only reason for me he's, he's fourth on my list now is just for recent results. Um, you know, as as we mentioned before, since the Wideman fight, he's lost, he's won. Sorry, only one fight, um, and it's a shame. Yeah. That he has. So as I say, I think obviously post, uh, sorry, pre Weidman fights, undisputed number one. Um, I'm putting him. I'm putting him where I am simply because of his his last few years haven't been that same Anderson Silver, unfortunately. But 
no denying he's still he's still in he's still in that conversation and never and yeah. always will be sorry yeah always will be not never will yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> i was going to say he's never going to be out of it but it yeah. wouldn't have sounded as good so <laughs> anyway number three number three um saint pierre um i was stuck between him and anson with this one um okay but saint pierre i think again most dominant in his weight class um basically took wrestling that he, he basically wasn't his base and made him like make it make that his recognizable thing like no one could like beat the matter um and also he come back and then he he beat Bisbon, didn't he and yeah. got the title at, at middleweight was it was that yeah 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 so it's like even then, he's he's come back and won another title in another division as well. Okay, um, so I was torn between two of myself, um, and I'm going to go uh, number three, John Jones. Um, now again, John Jones is one of the most unique, dynamic fighters I've ever seen. Um, the only reason I'm putting him third is is just I think. His sort of his legal issues and his bans and stuff like that, and like his drug use and stuff like that, has not allowed us to see as much as John Jones as we would have liked in recent years. Yeah. And it's a shame because he is so he is that good. But um, you know, we're we're going to see him in heavyweight, which is going to be interesting. But yeah, um, he's he's number three for me. Very good. Yeah. Um. So number two. Um. I'll count to you. Uh, well, I'll come back at you and say John Jones. Um, if you take out all that stuff, like as you say, he's unique. Um, he's so diverse, well-rounded. He's what like won fifteen world titles or something. I mean, like his records. Like he's only got that one loss, which is considered not a loss. So to, to a lot of people, he hasn't lost. You know what I mean? It's like his record speaks for itself. He's dominated a weight class he's now moving up because of that even though there's other fights is there but you know he wants to have a crack at something new yeah no I can't argue with him being, being second in all fairness um, well I'm gonna I'm gonna do a, a switcheroo on you as well and uh, <laughs> my my number two is GSP okay Um, you know for, for the reasons you gave yourself in all honesty um, you know you know, made himself. He's made himself a wrestler, a recognised yeah. wrestler, without having the sort of background in wrestling. Um, yeah. You know, he's won titles at, at different divisions. He, you know, he's had layoffs, come back, still looked as good as ever. Um, you know, he's just. I think he's he's avenged. I think he's avenged every loss he's ever had as well, which is which is good. I think um, so. I, I can't recall his losses. I know Hughes is one. I think. Yeah. Matt um, possibly. Um yeah, that rings that sounds about right. But as I say, he's one of them. He doesn't when he was an active fighter, he does he never rested on his laurels kind of thing. He was always was always active, you know, two weight world champion. Um so yeah, I mean for me, he's he's so again, he's so diverse, he can he can win in many different ways. Um, yeah. He's just he was phenomenal back in the day. Um, let's see, yeah, he lost to Matt Serra and Matthews, um, and he avenged both the losses. Matthews twice, so yeah, you know, 
he's got he's got the two blemishes on his record, but kind of erased them at the same time. So yeah. Uh, so this is it. Who's who is your goat? Um. So a couple of years ago, it would have been Silver, no doubt. Um. But because of recent fights and that, um, he hasn't made the list, and it's it's Habib. Um, and it's not just even like off his his performance against Gaethje. It's just his his record, twenty nine now, unheard of. You know, you're never going to see it again. How great of a fighter he was. You know, you you go in there and just you dictate the fight. Outside, he was like the most nice, respectful person you could see. You know, it just showed that you don't need to be a bloody asshole, basically. You know, you could say a lot about him. Yeah, Habib's top for me. Yeah, he's he's top for me as well. <laughs> um, like you say, I mean, his record is, is unparalleled. Um, I'd be surprised if we ever seen it again. I don't think we're ever going to see as dominant a fighter. Of him again, as him again. Um, yeah. Like you say, the way he dictated the fights, I've never seen anything like it before him. I mean, you know, we said before, Gaethje said he wasn't going to let him get his back against the cage. He didn't have a say in the matter. Yeah. Um, it's, the, you know, he does it to everyone. They say what he's not going to do, and then he does it. And I think it's almost out of spite. Like, well, you said I ain't going to do it, and I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. It <laughs> pushes him to do it more. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I mean, the way he, he allows people, and he's. He's overcome so many, so many like doubters. Like yeah. the fact that he's actually still got doubters is is baffling to me. But you know, everybody said he couldn't stand up with Connor and take his shots, and he did, and he rocked Connor. Yeah, and down, and he ended it. Everyone said he couldn't stand with Gaethje. He took Gaethje's best shots. Yeah, he took his leg kicks, and he still marched forward, and he got it done inside too. Like yeah. I, I didn't. I I always believed. Khabib was going to win. I did think it was going to make it to the championship rounds, though. Yeah, I think the fact that I he's got Gaethje out in two is phenomenal. I had it in the championship rounds. I think I put fourth. Um, Khabib for, for sub. Like I was thinking fourth. Uh, I was given like Gaethje, you know, a bit of respect and that. But you know, the fact that Gaethje was considered like is like hardest competition. You could actually match him and finish him. And he's finished him inside the, the second round. So it's like, it's mental. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, both got the same goat. That's that's nice. Um, <laughs> controversy, controversy on your part. Not, not including Anderson. I don't think a lot of people would, uh, would believe that one. But that's but, what opinion for. Yeah, and I mean, it's when it's top five, it's like. It's hard. Yeah, you've got to narrow like, it down so much. It, you've got to narrow it down so much. I mean, if it, it and that's what what makes the top five special. It's like, yeah, you got to especially really, when you've had like, no time to really think about it either. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I say like the only reason I didn't put silver in it is just because of his recent performance. But he, he's still he's still a goat, a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just it's top five. It's very hard to choose. Yeah. Um, I know there's a good little segment there. Yeah, I agree. Uh, well, that's it for today's episode. Uh, hope everyone's enjoyed it. You know where to find us on social media at uh, MMA Judgment Pod on Twitter. Um, yeah. You know, interact with us. Let us know your top five goats, and uh, we'll be back again very soon.